Good morning or good night, listeners. I am Luke. I'm here with the Willman, the Nick Moss, and today on the five one three nineteen podcast, the first topic for discussion is: when socks get lost in the dryer, where do they go? They go to another dimension, of course. But what dimension? I don't know. What can you conceptualize as a higher dimension? Willman, what dimension do socks go? You know? I think it depends on the load that the dryer is on. Like if you have it on high, then there's a very likely chance that the socks could be in like the eighth dimension. Um, and you would need the heat fatly on for that too. But if you just have it on a casual spin, like, you know, just like a daily jog in the park type of spin, then you're only going to be looking at like the fifth dimension. So but what I'm getting here is... Based on what setting your washer is on, that's where the socks go. Yes, I believe that is true. Interesting. I didn't think it that way. Now, Wilman, can you give any any or give any tips for the listeners to how to retrieve their socks from different dimensions or how to prevent socks from going to different dimensions altogether? So I had an experience with this firsthand. Um just about a week ago. Oh, really? I was, yeah. So I went down to the laundry place, which here is just in the other wing of the dorm building. I'm on the first floor, you know, I guess right wing, depending on where you're looking at it. But the laundry room for anyone to use is on the left wing, first floor. So just walked all the way down the hall, did my laundry, came to get it the next day, um, and then got everything, went back for a different load, like towels and goods. And I saw my socks on the table there. So someone had to have been using the dryer. And, oh, these are not my socks, so I'll put them here. So that means that, yes, my socks got lost in probably around the sixth or seventh dimension. But luckily, they found their way back. This means we found someone who is able to access higher dimensions. That's impressive. Yes, it is actually very impressive. To the person that retrieved Will Man's socks from the sixth dimension, please contact us. Yeah, and I appreciate your efforts because, you know, it can be scary in the sixth or seventh dimension. You never know, so. It is quite trek. Thank you for your service. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, how do we feel about Blue Jays? Are we a big fan of Blue Jays? The bird or the baseball team? Not the baseball team. The baseball team is irrelevant. Or the type of bass. The type of bass? Uh-huh. Like what? Explain. Like the type of bass guitar. You know, there's a stand-up, oh, there's an the electric ba- stick, and then the Blue Jay. Oh, the Blue Jay bass. I was confused. Mm. When you oh, said yeah. bass, I was thinking like military bass. Yeah, or like bass in a um, baseball. Yeah, but like third base. the Blue That's Jays are irrelevant. They've been eliminated from postseason contention by the Tampa Bay Rays. Go Tampa Bay. I'm not a bandwagon fan. Nick Moss can confirm that the Tampa Bay Rays have been my second favorite team for baseball. Yes, I can I can verify this is true. Yes. You'll have to excuse me. What sport are we talking about here? This is baseball, Nick. Or, well, man. Okie doke. Are we on the same page now? Yeah, we are. I've only been to one baseball game, and it was the Utah Bees. Uh, sorry, Utah Bees, but, you know, you have quite the reputation of uh, – not doing so hot, but it was okay. It was a fun game to watch. I believe you mean the Salt Lake Bees. That's probably what I mean. Yeah, that, See, I believe that, that's what you mean. Yep, that proves I don't really know much about that. So, 
But anyway, I was discussing the bird, Blue Jays. How do we feel about the bird? I think it's pretty. I do believe it's a pretty bird. It's got a fucking mohawk. How many Blue Jays have you seen in your life? Two, actually. I've seen two. And they're majestic. They've got a they've got a mohawk, as I've said before, and I, like a rather a point, like on the top of their head. You've only seen two, yeah. Now that makes me question my sightings of blue jays because I feel like I've seen a few, but if you've only seen two in your eighteen years of living, I don't know. Well, or are you I've just seen looking? Any. Are you just looking at all blue birds? Probably like, considering them blue jays. Probably. Yeah, that might explain it. Yeah, that might. Because <laughs> all. Bird, How do you distinguish oh. them? I mean, well, they've got like, kind of looks like eye black. They got like white eyes and look like eye black underneath, and they got like a spiky head. Looks like, like a little toothpick on top of their head. Oh, okay. Or you could just like look at a picture of. Yeah, one. true. That sounds familiar. I've had to have at least seen one. What about you, Luke? Uh, I believe I've only seen one blue jay in the wild. Huh. Like I've seen some at zoos or in captivity. Like autobahns and stuff like that, but I've seen one blue jay in the wild. What is an autobahn? You mean the highway in uh? No, an autobahn. Germany. It's, I think? it's more of an East Coast thing, but it's like a, it's just like an out, it's like a outdoor place. I don't know. It's like just, an aviary. Yeah, kind of like not like an aviary. It's more like, it's, it's just like I don't know. It's like outdoor. Like an amphitheater? Not like an amphitheater. It's more just like a place like you can go walk around. They have like a building. They have like a, like usually there might be like a museum. Talk about nature and stuff. <laughs> like a nature preserve? Yeah, something like, like that. Like something like Swanner yeah, in Park some, City? Yeah, something like Swanner in Park okay. City. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Speaking of Autobahn, though, how do you feel about the Autobahn Highway? The Autobahn Highway? Yeah, have you heard about that? Uh, No, explain. It's uh, I believe it's in Germany. Is that right? That's correct. Is it also true that you can go fast as shit on it? Oh yeah, and by fast as shit, um, yeah, I believe you're referring to no posted speed limit. Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah. Yeah. So people will go out there and just completely sesh. But the scary part is, is like, you know, usually if you're just on a normal freeway or something, somebody could tail be tailgating you, but like, the speed limit's 65, for example. And you'll just, like, get over or you'll go faster or something. But here, like, you know, you could be going 130. And then there's someone on your ass and you got some higher consequences there. There's Johan Sebastian's on your t- on your ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you do, Luke? I have no idea. How many miles does this highway go where the spe- there's no speed limit? I'm not sure exactly. I can look it up real quick. It's got to be in, like, the country of Germany at least. Like they can't you have throughout the whole country. They can't have no speed limits in the city. Like that's no, oh, the countryside, like a rural area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's insane. No speed limit. They have to be respectful as shit. Otherwise, like you're gonna crash. There's no, there's no way people are respectful on that. People are definitely going like a hundred. 10 20 30 miles an hour in their cars yeah but that's probably okay in an open area but like by respectful you know like if there's if it's like highly trafficked everyone's got to tone it down that yeah type but of it thing. only takes one two cars on the road to cause an accident yeah and if one true. car is going like 90 and one's going like 130 mm-hmm. it's like the road's wet or something like that and the thing is is like i would assume that everybody has been respecting it because if not like there you would think that there had been many casualties or fatalities on it and the government would do something about it 
Yeah, you'd think, but I haven't heard anything about it. I'm curious to learn more. So none of us have been to Germany. I'm just going to put that out there, right? Right. This is correct. All right. Are we trying to go on the Autobahn here? Because that's that's the kind of vibe I'm picking up right here. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. it seems like that's the vibe you're picking up. Yes, of course. Major destination. Oh, yes. Would this be on your uh, list of things to include on your Europe trip, old man? Um, it would, but that depends on, you know, if I'll be able to rent a car there type of thing. That is a, that is a big problem. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you can just go to like a Hertz or a, like an enterprise for one day. Just rent a car. Yeah. But depending on how soon I do the trip, uh, I know at least in the U S I think it's 25. You have to be 25 years old to do that. Oh, this is true. But it could be different there. Mm-hmm. You have to research that. Cause um, that would be insane. Oh yeah. No speed limit. That's just ridiculous. Just going as fast as possible in that car. Take a mustery out there, a oh. Tesla. What would you take out there, Nick Moss? I I think I would take out uh, McLaren. That's oh, a, a McLaren? Choice. Yeah. How fast can you go in a McLaren? I have no fucking idea. I would assume 300. 300 miles per hour? I know it's well I mean, like, into the Bugattis can go like 500, so... 500s are the street legal? Oh no, no, it's not street. Like it's not street. No, no, legal. I mean like a street legal car that goes valley fast. I mean probably. I mean, like not 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 like a s- only race specific car. I think yeah, Bugattis are street legal, but de- their uh, speed is not. At least the 500. Oh yeah, yeah. The 500 no, is not legal. Yeah. Okay, so I found it here. 8,073 miles, the Autobahn 8,073 miles? Yeah. With no speed limit? Apparently not. Are you shitting me? <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> so if anybody's listening from Germany, G- Germany, then... Um, Count your blessings, my yes. guy. <laughs> and oh um, you'll have to tell us how that goes. That is... In, that blew my mind. 8,073 miles. Jeez. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm just going to have to do a little calculation here because I wonder if you're cruising by cruising, cruising with the speedy shades on at like, you know, 200 miles an hour or something. Are you doing like a kilometer to mile an hour? Even if you were able to go that fast for the whole duration, like, well, I mean, I doubt you would be able to. Because you would have to stop for gas. Yeah, but no, imagine if you could just coast that fast you the just, whole way. You just go to, like, fucking Berlin to Bavaria or something like that. You know, like, that's, like, 400 miles. Make it there in an hour. Start up <laughs> at Hamburg. Um, where are we going down to? You want to go to fucking uh, Cologne? Let's just let's that keep it work. short. Cologne. Yeah, that's, like, halfway, What? right? Yeah, give it, like, 100 miles maybe. Okay. How much do you think you take that? Half an hour? Yeah, it'd be a half an hour. If you're half going an hour drive going two hundred and fifty. <laughs> oh my god. Let me check that out real quick. I wonder if I have a calculator here. You probably do. It is an iPad. I this mean, is true. You do are you are using an iPad. Use the unit converter. Like what? That is true. Just use the unit converter. Does this shitter not come with a calculator? Come on, Apple. I mean really? I think you're just not finding it. Can you find it? Okay, I'll find it. Because I even looked it up in the little search guy. You know, swipe to the left. Boom, search. You don't know the icon? 
No, I do. I was looking for it, couldn't oh, find it. So like, I was like, let me just search real quick. Oh, so it's hidden. But no go, yeah. It was Damn. just showing web results. Calculator. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the home menu calculator. What's the home menu calculator? Like the Apple home menu calculator, like the app that like No, app- I was talking about the app. Oh, what? Yeah. Can you find it, Luke? I think we're both confused. Like, are you talking about this? Yeah, but there should be an app is what we're talking about. Just on the Oh, the calculator app. Yep, that's what I'm talking okay. about. Hey. There's three-way confusion going on here. <laughs> you don't have it downloaded on the on your uh See, that's kind of lame. It should just come with it. Yeah, it does. How does it not calculator? come with it? I think you might have mm. just deleted it. There's no way I deleted the calculator. What? <laughs> what? How is this possible? It's not on your it's iPhone. It's not like I'm like, oh, Let man. Let me see if I have the option to delete the calculator on my phone. You do. You can delete the... Why would you do that, though? You well, can always Will just pull it up. Willman obviously like just did... Deleted. Oh, not delete the calculator. It's not it. here, Will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll crunch some numbers. What are we doing here? Okay, here I'll tell you, Nigmas. So, what do you what do you say for speed? Uh, are we doing from Hamburg? To a Cologne? fast one, but like a reasonably, somewhat reasonably fast one, but you still say really fast. One seventy five. Okay, yeah, we can do that. One seventy five, and um. Oh, we're not going to travel the whole autobahn. We're not going to travel the whole 8,073 miles. So let me just do real quick. Hamburg to I think we're trying to get the mileage down here really quick. Yeah, here you go. I got you. So 264 miles. So 264. And we're looking about a... S- 66 minute drive oh easy are you kidding me 260 miles in an hour <laughs> just a little over an hour that's insane i can't even fathom that and that's, that's legal yeah wow i mean i don't know where exactly the the highway goes from i know it's that long but assuming that it does go to those routes and that's legal i feel like my arithmetic is wrong but let me try it yeah roughly Damn, that's wild Imagine if there was a road like that in America that yeah, stretched so The fastest miles. one I know about here is 80. And, like, I'm so used to 65 for, like, a top freeway speed. That one, like, not even too far south, but, like, when you're on your way south in Utah, you can find those 80-mile-an-hour ones. And it's like, man. Can you imagine the bullshit that would go down on that highway if there was an unlimited speed oh, road yeah. on, in the U.S.? It would just be drag race central. Oh, yeah. People it already like close off class. highways to do illegal street racing. Yeah. If there was a road where you could legally go as fast as po- human or possible in a car, there would be just drag races all the time. And then is that a good thing or just like a deadly thing? Well, I mean, I'm not – I have no opinion on street racing. I'm thinking of like normal people just fucking going 110 well, for mean, an hour straight. I mean, they probably block it off they're doing the street racing i don't think just like grandma betty's just going like 55 <laughs> on the highway grandma betty <laughs> and then just i mean explodes with a car going 130 just gra- instant death i don't think grandma's gone I she think, is dead i think they're smarter than that they have like cones they like block it off i mean think of all the stuff the shit that goes down in like a 65 you know all the accidents that happen there off of them like a bullshit yeah and people exactly. just being retarded I think about that, but apply that to an unlimited speed road. 
you know, I can't even imagine, like, I want to research later on, um, you know, what the problems they've had on that. There, there would be so many problems, but I still like the idea of it. So I don't yeah. know. Now, Luke, man, I don't think I've heard from you. What would you take on it? I'm not a big car person. I don't know. But it's okay. Well, what would you take if you had the option to what cars you know about? Probably the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> so I would go like light speeds. <laughs> take a bike. A bike? Oh, you got that. Electric bike? No, just a bike. Not an electric bike. No. Just uh, a, no a bike have you ever ridden slow. on an electric bike? They are fun, but not, not for like 100 miles an hour. You know what? Actually, you know what? Maybe. Is it? Is it? All right, wait, awesome. are you referring to like a bike, bicycle, or like a motorbike? I mean, like a like a leisure motorcycle, bike. like a like a bicycle. Yeah, just like a cruiser, just a bike. Yeah, like or like a mountain bike or something. Yep. No, nah, I mean you got you got to take a got to take up some more game on that highway. It sounds I know. like. Yeah, I understand. Um, like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, but basically. that can go light speed, so that's technically positive. That technically planets. counts. So I win. Shit. So, yeah, basically you do Shit. win. Shit. Shit. Game over. Guess we're stuck fellas. here. So that's the end of the podcast. Uh we'll see you next week. Psych. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. Really got them there. <laughs> you really got them there. Not so bad. next question I have for you guys is um Who's stoked for first Christmas? Oh my oh. god. First Christmas is this Sunday, and I'm we are too excited here at the podcast for oh, first man. Christmas. I mean, Luke and I were just talking about earlier today, um, so we have a gig on on first Christmas. So we're thinking, we gotta wear like you know ugly sweaters, Santa outfits, you name it to the show. You, exactly. you still got that Santa head, right? Yes, I do. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think that must be worn at the show. I believe you're correct. But everyone, to every listener that's listening right now, make sure to spread the first Christmas joy around. Remember to uh, stock the stuffings for the kids. Stockings. The stockings. Uh, not the stuff, stuffings. Or your socks. I don't know. Yes. That's for the turkey on uh, first Thanksgiving. Not on uh, first Christmas. So Do then is there a first Hanukkah? Of course. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this coming Sunday, like on first Christmas, if you celebrate Hanukkah, you could just have a first Hanukkah. Okay. Too. First Hanukkah. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have to be Christmas. Call, call that. But the question... I have is um have you ever had a second Thanksgiving? Uh yes. All when, the time. When? Do you ever have leftovers for Thanksgiving? Yeah, true, but like a like a full second Thanksgiving. Yes, exactly. The oh. next day when you just well, come out day? in the morning time when you have the turkey and the potatoes and the gravy and you just heat up heat it up to have a complete second Thanksgiving. Yeah, I guess so. But that would be just more like a um like a first Thanksgiving is a grand feast. Okay, but true. Second Thanksgiving can be just a mild feast, but, but it's still a feast. Do you ever have a second Thanksgiving when you're not already in the mood? When you're not already in the mood? Uh-huh. For so the you s- make the mood arise? For the second Thanksgiving? Uh-huh. Of course. Okay. Sometimes you just have to have like a second Thanksgiving because the food will go to waste. Yeah, true. And if you're feeling fat feast mode? Because you can always be grateful for the food that you have. So if you're having a fat amount of food, like a literally fat amount of food, then you're like, oh, man, there we go. And then there's your second Thanksgiving. Exactly. Because you're grateful for the food that you are eating. So with first Christmas, do you guys have gifts planned out? 
Mm. The gift of first Christmas is spreading love. The company of each other. Yeah. The company of friendship. So like the aspirations of Christmas without the materialism. Exactly. Because Christmas is just a materialized holiday at this point. The true meaning of Christmas is spending time with friends, family, and loved ones. Exactly. It's just like Thanksgiving. I mean, you know, that's a that's a more necessary thing that that you're served with Thanksgiving, you know, a big a big plate of food. But that's not the most important. The most important is having your whole family there, I would say, and just spending time with the family. That's so the it's like, you know, Christmas, spending time in the good, cheerful spirit with everyone. Exactly. And you just dress up and Ugly sweaters and Santa Claus outfits. Bake some cookies, you know. I can get behind that. Get okay. a first Christmas going. Get some nice. eggnog. Spike some eggnog. Spike it with what? Sugar, spice, and everything nice. Oh, okay. And vodka. <laughs> oh, you vodka? <laughs> See, I was um, I was referring to something else, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just um listening to a podcast about uh how in the ancient times they would spike wine and beer together no it was separately but uh oh okay with yeah. uh the altering dimensions uh, exactly. portal mm-hmm. uh, yeah but what was that like was it like a fish or some shit like a hallucinogenic fish no it wasn't a fish i forget um i forget what the word for it was but basically um, this guy was like hearing a possibility that they would spike beer with ergot back then. And then like in the ancient times, they had a different word for it. And he had to even, um, he had to even go through researching it into different languages cause he just couldn't find enough evidence by researching, you know, like finding beer spiked with ergot in English and saying it like that. So when he used the different languages, found leading evidence and so they did have some dimensionally spiked things back then apparently i'm not the expert on that but so i've heard shout out to the ancient greeks yeah definitely oh the ancient greeks were big fans of psychedelic substances all of the great philosophers plato like it's like recorded that they would have this experience that they would prepare for and all like all like all of the like it's recorded in that I'm not I'm not exactly sure I'm paraphrasing right here, but they'd have this experience that they would prepare f- like their whole lives for, and once they had that experience, it was like they were enlightened or touched by God. This does not said. explain the fact why Socrates is a pretentious little bitch. I have no opinion on the matter. So I have to read his book. I do he not know absolutely about that. Can you pretentious. He ta- he like so where they they talk about like the great society or like idealized society or like you know a city state or an idealized city but you can't understand shit what he's saying because he like alludes to it you know and like in medieval speak is like thou shalt not and then gets to the point yeah like he adds like a bunch of filler words and he's also like so pretentious and it's just impossible are you saying he puts all like the filler words that kind of um uh kind of like buries the message of what he's trying to buries the message but not only that he does it in a way that's pretentious and you can't understand what he's saying because it's just so, like, oh, the I like, it's ordered in a way that you, the common person can't really understand what he's saying. Is there a version of the book that is translated to common speak, kind of like how there's a 
the translated, yeah, like translated versions of Shakespeare. Yeah, I'm reading the one that's translated the most, and it's almost impossible to understand oh, what he's still? saying. Yeah. Dang. But I guess that could also be that, like, the English language was a lot different back then, wasn't it? Not only, no, it's just, like, ancient Greek, and it's just trying to bridge that gap is just really hard. But, like, apparently, my, this is, like, the best version, like, the closest translation to what Socrates actually said in, like, the, his original writings. And what were you reading that for? I'm reading it for, like, a government philosophy class. And I cannot wait to be done with it. Oh, I hate dang. him so much. See, I would think that's interesting, but not no. No, I mean, I mean it definitely is. But you don't like the class, though. No, no, no. I like the class, but like Socrates himself. Oh, he's a bitch. I fucking hate him. Socrates, if you're there, go fuck yourself. Uh, I think he might be dead. Yeah, not positive. Beyond the grave, Socrates. I'm talking to you. Okay, what you can he... talk um, to um, different. Dimensions of beings. What if Socrates is listening right now and he's offended? What do you have to say for yourself, Nick Moss? Use a bitch. <laughs> That's it? Oh! oh! <laughs> yep. Oh! Ooh, sorry. That's it. the burn there. That is too harsh. You are a pretentious little shit. Okay? You can just fuck off back to Greece, okay? That's it? Yeah. No kind words there? No kind words to end the segment right there? Uh, You're smart, but you can go fuck yourself. All right, that's fair enough. That's a backhanded compliment. That's yeah. probably as good as we're going to get. Yeah. I guess I'll have to leave it there for that. But um, I was looking – Um, wait, what did you say that was? Western philosophy? Yeah. The class? Yeah, uh, government philosophy. Government philosophy. No, I was looking into taking – um. Like history of Western civilization, and there was one like there's one class through that, um, from like the prehistoric times to 1300, and then 1300 on, so the more recent times, and I wanted to take both of those this year, to get a better grasp of the history there, um, but they were only offered online, so I figured I'd wait, but you know I might hop in on that with you, in mm. in the near future. Yes. That would be a trip. Indeed. That does sound like an interesting class. I was thinking about taking that class uh, or history or world history after 1300 myself. But Is that a slick? Yes. Okay. It, Why after versus before if you had to pick one? I find modern history more interesting. I really find, especially World War II era, so like 19, like early 1930s till like so like within the Mid last 1940s. century, yeah, I find that period really interesting. Not only because of the war, but also like just culture during mm -hmm. that time. Yeah, big culture shifts with the with the um, with the fall of slavery. You know, the rise of or the the change in music that went along with that. You know, they had like the blues music that was going along during the slavery outgrew that into a more um, blues-rooted genre, rock and roll. And then, but yeah, the culture there was cool, too. But the jazz oh yeah, spread from the 1930s and 40s was the foundation for what freeform jazz would become. The, oh. cre the, popular, the popularity of big band jazz from the 1920s and, like, that was era huge was in the, the roaring 20s. Like in the Roaring Twenties, big band jazz was huge. 
since everyone had money, they were taking loans out. Everyone thought they were rich. People could afford to pay for big, big bands. Well, in the twenties was during people. the depression, wasn't it? No, no, it was in the thirties. The depression oh, okay. was in so the thirties. So it was 30s. right before the Roaring Twenties was a time of prosperous quote in quotations mark. Are we in the Roaring Twenties again? Uh, no, I definitely <laughs> we are not. So. <laughs> it is twenty, but we are not roaring. Yes. But anyway, once the depression hit, nobody could afford big band jazz because our big band like big bands because there was just too many people that couldn't afford to pay them. So like little quartets, quintets started forming and they would start playing and then it kind of bred into free form jazz. Oh, okay. I hadn't um you know, put two and two together about how um you know Money was com- becoming less abundant, and so they broke into combos. So it was easier to do concerts that way versus Ex- the whole big band. Exactly. That's pretty cool. So is there like modern musical history class that you could take? Uh, I mean, I did take a history of rock and roll class. Okay. And that was very interesting at Slick. I knew most did, of the information. I was going to say, you probably knew most of I right? knew most of the information before taking the class, but... Also, my hobby is learning more about music. Yeah. Right. So I wasn't too shocked that I knew. Yeah, I was going to possibly take the survey of jazz class that they had here, too. But I figured, you know, with doing, what was it, four, with doing uh, about four years in the high school big band, learned a good bit about jazz through there and just through my own interests. And then I, I actually, like, pulled up a Quizlet on to see, like, what would be taught through it and i knew most of it so i was like oh, i could probably find one where i learned more exactly uh i have a book that i finished reading not too long ago i started reading it a while ago i just put it down but it's by i'm gonna butcher this name i apologize his name is ted gioia g-i-o-i-a it's called the history of jazz and he's a professor at oxford and he basically goes from the birth of jazz until when the book was written which i believe was in the mid 2010s oh and it's just super in depths on the like the hist the whole history of jazz music and it just breaks down every like era of jazz i might have to borrow that you i think you might have to he's super intelligent and you can tell he's a professor by the words he uses. Mm-hmm. I kind of had to have a thesaurus next to me yeah. while I was reading. But once I understood what he was saying, like the, what the words meant, like it was just all the information I was getting was insane. And at the end, back of the book, he has a list of just all, like just songs that you should listen to. Just like to. recommended listenings? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I think I remember you talking about and that. And it's, oh, the pl- list is incredible. Oh yeah, I bet you could have some great discoveries from d- that. A beautiful touch of just, all f- every decade of jazz going back to the uh the old pulling up the thesaurus technique when you're reading because uh they write too educated for you um i had to do that just a few days ago i uh i just picked up a copy of doors of perception by aldous huxley um about mescaline and uh he uses some some quite fancy words and i was like wait a minute oh okay that's what that sentence yeah yeah just look it up real quick yep you ever have to do that nick moss not really. I mean, no. you are like a walking thesaurus. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I guess that would explain why I don't need to look up these words. You are a very intelligent man. Thank you. <laughs> Nick Moss, do you want to go back to uh, one of the questions you left us with? Which was that? About what? the religion? Is it? Uh, it's not the Christian one, is it? Yes, sir. Well, what about it? I'm. I think I might be lost here. I mean, you know more than I do. It's. I mean. We've already established that I'm still searching for Orthodox, but what else? I'm curious. Nick Moss, how's your religion going? Have you uh, started on your text, your gospel? Well, I mean, I haven't, like, I experienced moments of clarity, but I, I, can't, I can't really describe or know how to put thoughts to paper yet, so. Have you tried doodling? You know, like this... Just shit? doodling your thoughts of clarity, because then maybe you can put it to words. Not really. Maybe I could do that. Maybe start doodling and then you start You could try writing. that. Maybe you're stronger in visually um, putting down your thoughts versus, you know, uh, what do you call that, with writing them. Maybe just, like, walk, like let thoughts wander, I guess. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And you're just, like, painting the scene there, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess that was kind of what I was trying to say. Okay, all right. Yeah. Do you ever start drawing? Not anymore. I used to do it back when, like, eighth grade art, when we had, like, a teacher would just, like, I'd just draw some shit when I'd, when I'd lecture. And I was like, all right, then I'll do that. So I did that. And then I just kind of fell out as the years went on. I'd like to get more into it sometime. Because I've um, been playing music most of my life, but uh can't say I'm that great at art or visual art. So I'd like to try that. Okay. All right. I can agree with that statement. I'm very poor when it comes to visual arts. I'm uh, listening to like a lot of classical music to like study and shit. And sometimes I've I've heard that helps a good bit. Okay, yeah, occasionally like but anyway, uh like sometimes I'll visualize myself like sculpting something. Like making a statue. Huh. And I don't know why, but it's just like I it kinda makes me want to get into like art or something. Carving of rocks or something. I think you should listen to that going. Uh, maybe I sculpting. could. <laughs> maybe the gospel will come to me sculpting. Yeah, maybe. You never know through what medium the gospel will come <laughs> to the old Nick Moss. He speaks to me in many ways. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of um, the the visual way, speaking to you, um, when we were talking earlier about uh, um, oh, we were talking about, you were talking about like Plato and the old Greeks use of psychedelics you know what's crazy is that um is that how big a factor art weighs into that because you've seen the ancient art i don't i assume you know like petroglyphs and stuff yeah that's that's other dimensionally that's not those those beings they're you know have animal they got different arms and legs more than we have maybe they have um horns coming out you know flowy like serpent type of interpretations they did not uh, come up with that in the real world they did not i would not be surprised if all religions in the world were inspired from psychedelic experiences whether that be directly through psychedelics or not um maybe like you know a few people back in the day or you know rare number were able to go that deep on their own just through you know meditation or something or whether that be through psychedelics, I, it's got to be through that type of state. Of like the creation of all religions, I think, like the base of it came from a psychedelic experience. 
like so, polytheistic religions, like yeah. a bunch with like a bunch of gods. Yes. Okay. All right. That's something I could see. Like, you, you know, like ancient Egyptians. Yeah, especially like ancient Egyptians. But like the fucking hawk head, oh. like Ra or something. Ra, that is uh, Egyptian, uh, an Egyptian god. Yeah, but and he's got like a hawk head. Yeah, it's like like the Sphinx. Like, why? How, where do you think of that in the real world? No, I don't think anybody just randomly comes up with that idea, unless they do. Maybe are, there are some people that just they're that come just up. that creative naturally. Just that, yeah, just that creative, like has that ability to wander and create those pictures in their head and then has that ability to put the pic- those pictures into the real world. That's an incredible talent when you think of it. It is. Like oh, it is an incredible talent. Visual arts is very, it's not underrated. People, like imagine how much like pieces of art go for in museums. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. Yeah. Well, like, Vi- not, I say visualization or personification of something personification of your thoughts exactly I guess it's one of the raw- rawest forms of expression Pictur- pictures and pictographs mm-hmm. yeah and a very lasting form too mm-hmm. you can ask him do you want a glass for that look 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 I'm okay alright but uh yeah one of the most one of the rawest I agree with that because it's just carved into rock and one of the most lasting too, because you see it in like I've seen it in um, lower elevation levels of rock, like for example in big, big cliffs and big canyon walls, and it's on like the bottom, um, you know, level of that rock. So that just proves that how long ago that was. Stands the test of time. Yeah, exactly. And and the fact that. Um, even though there's people that unfortunately tamper with that, like such as like drawing their initials next to it and stuff, even though there's people out there that'll do that stuff, it still stands. It's true. It's inspirational, honestly. Seeing like being able to see. Have you ever seen petroglyphs in real life? Yeah. Have you ever seen petroglyphs in real life, Nick? Moss? I've seen cave drawings before. Where? Uh, down in like southern Utah, you know, like yeah, like the adobe houses. Yeah, yeah. yes, Ugh. it is inspirational. Where where do you see them? I've seen them in southern Utah before. Like where? Uh, I'm gonna not see now. I'm not gonna remember exactly where. Oh, um, I also when I went to Guatemala for a mission trip for my church, we went to like old Mayan ruins. Oh wow. And they had, like, the temples, you know, like, the stepped temples. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool, just seeing, like, the foundation. And, like, the structure itself has been intact for, like, a thousand years. That must have been incredible. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. It's serious. And it's just like, whoa. You, like, you read about the mines and everything, and it's like, damn, they're good architects. But to, like, see Yeah, but being actually there. Seeing their work is just, Where was this again? Uh, It was, was like, Tecaton, I think. I I, th- I okay. might still have a t- the ticket from when I went there. Oh, I would love to see that sometime. I'll try to find it, but that That's might so be cool. a that might be oh, wh- a long oh, shot. Oh, ticket! So you have to. Um, yeah, it's like, like a Guatemalan natural park. There. Yeah, it's like a natural park in Guatemala. Okay. Like, a do you pres- have to get a ticket just to go there, or do you have to like 
go through like a tour guide type of thing to the park yeah uh no you don't need a tour guide like you can just go you just go i believe there are tour guides there oh yeah i bet but i'm saying yeah. can you just go if you want to go the options there to, they people just own the land now so you just have to pay to go yeah just the preserve and like you just get a ticket and then you just mm-hmm. it's like a national park it's like a national monument. but that's good that they preserve that stuff oh yeah are you kidding imagine oh, if yeah, they didn't preserve it yeah because, yeah, I'd much rather have to pay and get in there and see the stuff versus not have to, and it's just out in the open, and it doesn't last as long. Yeah, I mean, or it's it just like there's – there at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like what would you rather do, read about in a book or go to the spot where it actually is? Yeah, exactly. It's so – oh, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So there's a spot in Utah that um, I think it's in like central Utah, not too far away from here, here being Salt Lake, um, like two to three hours, I think. But it's called um, it's called Nine Mile Canyon, and it's actually forty miles long. I don't know what's called Nine Mile Canyon, but anyway, there's petroglyphs along that whole area, and it's uh, I don't know if I forget um, forgive me on this. I forget if it's countrywide or like worldwide, but it's it's one of those two's um, largest natural art galleries is how they refer to it. That's insane. That's Do you know cool. what? Where is it in Utah? Yeah, it's around central Utah. Do you know where? Um, I can double check. I'll look it up. I was um I was planning on going down south to go camping uh last spring or summer. My dad recommended that and I looked it up and I was fascinated by it. I didn't make it down there yet, but the one I made it to with the Petroglyphs was along the where was it? It was along the San Rafael River. When we were going in, um we were driving down that road. Uh, um, to find a camping spot, and as you enter the canyon, there, there's a, there's a clear sighting of petroglyphs. So that that's the that's the most vivid that I can remember seeing petroglyphs, and that was amazing. But I can't even imagine going to the Nine Mile Canyon. Oh, Forty miles of petroglyphs. That sounds incredible. We have to go there soon. I think we have to soon. Let me uh yeah let me look before the snowfall. Oh yeah. Before Kev comes. Do you think snowfall will happen on first Christmas? Do you think it'll be a first Christmas miracle? What do you think, Nemox? Unfortunately, I'm going to have to say no. God, fuck. Because it's been, like, super hot. It's been, like, in Park City, it's still, like, 75 degrees. That's true. It was, like, surprisingly hot there today. But that's not what I asked. I said, do you think a first Christmas miracle could occur? And snowfall oh, you're right. Happen? Because when we had, a, when we had like, a teaser of a snowfall about three weeks ago, it just dropped. Like, we're talking hundreds, like, every day down in Salt Lake. And then it just dropped. Like, like um, you know, it was in the high of, like, the 40s down here. For, like, three days it was. Yeah. So, there's definitely a chance. There's a possibility. It doesn't have to just ease down. It can just drop again for a nice Christmas miracle, just hopefully. A f- just a nice first Christmas miracle. Kevin could just display his divinity and then oh. bless with snow. For all that don't know, Kevin is the god of snow. Uh, Keon is, I believe, is the actual name. Um, Willman knows more about this than I do, if you'd like to uh, elaborate. <laughs> yes, I'll elaborate. One sec. Or I guess I'll elaborate. So, Keon is the god of snow. We call him Kevin for short because we're such Keon. good friends. Sorry, I just had to look it up. Right oh, Keon. Mm-hmm. But we call him Kevin for short. And 
Do we know this why? This is an actual god of snow. Like god, like this is a. Well, a, it, the the word the derived code. from that. Yeah. But there's a there's a backstory there. So, <laughs> the actual Greek goddess of snow, wind, and winter is Keon, and so one fine morning in math class in uh I don't know a couple years ago in sophomore year or something. Uh, I was getting pretty stoked because we were supposed to get a storm coming that weekend. And I, I like said over to my friend, hey, are you excited for Keon to come this weekend? And he's like, he had some earbuds in. He's like, who's Kevin? <laughs> so, No, but then it became a thing. And now uh, Kevin has a strong following of being the face of winter. <laughs> and we hope that Kevin can pull through on the first christmas miracle and have snowfall we pray for you can i get a you 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 it's okay all right so nine months says um shaolin's sandstone um escarpment sketches 200 miles from price canyon into neighboring colorado and that's and uh, the backdrop is the corridor from Helper, Price, and Wellington, and it goes down to the Green River. So I guess that's where you can find the Nine Mile Canyon of Natural Art Gallery in Stray, Utah. That's incredible. Man. Nick Moss, are you trying to give that a sesh as well? Is that even a question? <laughs> you betcha. Is nice. that even a question? They could be. It could be, yes. Or it could not be, and you just might have to just go. Well, I wasn't too sure. That's what I was asking. Okay. Imagine going so. in winter when there's, like, nobody there, and, like, there's snow there, but so you have to, like, I don't know. It seems, like, cozy to me because there's going to be nobody there, like, nobody to impede on the the scenery. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of appealing just to be there and be, like, the only ones appreciating this artwork. That's true. Just in that solitude. Really cool. That would be really awesome. Also because that's when I, I'm on break, so. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> the thing is, is, like, I don't know if it, I don't know if it ever gets crowded or if it at least, like, frequently gets crowded. Because the people I brought it up to, like, none of them have, have knew about it, which is surprising because it's, <laughs> walking out the mic there, because, which is surprising because it's, uh, you know, referred to as the largest natural art gallery. And I would just find that. Oh my god, just no words there, but uh, yeah, I would like to see it in person very much. Oh, yeah, so hmm, what else is on the table for discussion? Nick Moss, well, um, what are you drinking there, sir? Oh, Capri Sun, is it delicious? What flavor? It is the tropical punch flavor. How might you have scoundered one of these? Well, I'll give you the story so. The backstory is my sister's birthday was uh, today. Happy birthday. Can Kat. I get a happy, happy birthday, birthday to you? It's not happy my birthday. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday, dear Cass. Happy birthday to you. Woo! She's never going to hear this. But anyway, um, with that out of the way, I was buying her birthday present at the store. And I was just like, fuck it. I'll just get impulse buy a bunch of stuff. So I bought a bunch of Capri Sun. And was like, damn, I've had a craving for this for like months. I saw it in the store. Boom, grabbed it. 
along with like mm-hmm. a bunch of frozen food packages of like mac and cheese because you know I just wanted I wanted to try it, and I ended up pulling away with uh, some cereal, uh, obviously my Capri Sun and a Devour mac and cheese bacon mac and cheese package. And mm. then I've seen the ads for those. Are they good? Uh, I have yet to try it yet. Okay. So I will let you guys let you know about that. Mac and cheese surely can kick some ass. Oh, you betcha. Are you serious? Nick Moss is the biggest mac and cheese fan that I know. Multiple biggest? sources. Multiple sources can confirm this. Multiple sources can confirm this. What did you end up getting for uh, for the six? I bought her three big packs of Double Bubble, like those. Big what is Double Bubble? Uh, the uh, bubble gum. Oh yeah, the pink one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like three. Does she know how to blow a bubble? Are you? <laughs> of course she does. Okay. What? Because if you're giving her the power of double, she better know how to blow one. Of course. All right. Because I don't. You don't know how to blow. Excuse a me. <laughs> Sorry. Why would you admit you this? <laughs> oh, uh, cat's out of the bag. But uh, no, I don't. I don't sash gum too often, but I used to more, and uh, I was never able to get the bubble. Just like I was never able to get the whistle too. Like, see, here's my attempt. No, it's not gonna. I don't think any of us can whistle. None of us can whistle. Oh shit! What? You can't. You can't whistle. Fucking no, I was bitch! Being I can't I can whistle. whistle. Are you serious? I'm just gonna flex on you. Ah oh, man. So Nick Moss, I got a question for you. The the chair Nick Moss is sitting in is a brand new sesh. First full sitter of the new chair. So I just sat in it real like I just brought it back down like two hours ago or something. But uh I just sat in it, just tested out, oh okay, yeah, this is nice. And then I'm like, oh we'll just put it over here. But Nick Moss, the first full session in the chair. I enjoy this very much. Oh yeah. Because the uh, our first edition, I just stacked like a beanbag on top of like a generic dorm desk chair, and I think I broke my back. So this is a definite improvement over that, and I'm having a great time. I like to hear it. Um, we'll give a shout out to Big Joe. I think Big Joe is the maker of the beanbag chair. So, you know, Thank feel you, Big free Joe. to contribute to Big Joe and Red Iguana. We'd like to shout out Red Iguana as well. Again, yes. please. Their food is delicious. As always. As always. Keep up the good work. We love you. Quick shout out to a McDonald's as well for uh, consistently feeding me. And, um, and uh, Five Guys because... The Luke man will always go to McDonald's, kind of, or Five Guys. Then come to my house, and he'll be like, oh, nice, some fries. The Five Guys fries do indeed slap. The Five Guys Cajun fries, oh, man. That's another story right there. That's a different level of slap. That's a different level of delicious. We're talking just like a, you know, just like a weak little bitch slap on the face versus a knock him right down to the park three quarters of a mile Mike Tyson right hand. Oh, yeah. Bites off the ear, knocks you out. Spits it out right back in your face. Down for the count. That's how good those Cajun fries are. And if you got lost in the description here, we're talking about how good the Cajun fries slap at five guys. Oh, my gosh. No way. Are you serious? Now, you know what else is really good? Oh, what did you say? Panda Express orange chicken. Oh, absolutely. Of course. So we're talking about three to four weeks ago, right about now. Um I was up in Park City, and I uh, well, I heard of intermittent fasting, which is can be done, I think, one of two ways. You can either do uh, 16 on, I mean, uh, 16 fasted, 8 on, 
So like typically, you know, you would go till well, not trying to do math here, but you would go, you would eat till the nighttime, and then you would pause till the next day's afternoon. And I was just planning on doing that. There's also the other way. I did one or two. The other way is um, you could do the full 24. So usually you would you would start that after dinner and just go to the next dinner. But and I was just trying to do the more casual one. So um, doing good on that. We get to the afternoon stage already. Like I'm technically like you know able to eat upon what I was trying to do and uh, we just finished up at a uh, band practice with the Luke man and I was like you know what fuck it we're gonna go for the full 24 and you know what I did I got some Panda Express to stash in the fridge for when I was done with that that's oh. how good that slaps Panda Express is so good their orange chicken is just so the sauce is just so good Mm, and the Christmas too. I mean, not the Christmas, the crispness. Oh my god! The crunchiness of the chicken mixed with just the sweetness of the sauce. The well-rounded nature. The well-rounded nature of or- Panda Express's orange chicken just pleases me in every right way. Pea so break. When we were um, when we were talking about a metaphor for how good um, I believe the Cajun fries slapped. I do have to go back to this because Nick Moss, you mentioned Mike Tyson as a uh, as an example there. Um, you do know what's coming up there, right? Do you? What, the Logan Paul fight? No, it's not. Wait, is it with Logan Paul? Yeah. Like, what, like the fight? Yeah, no, like the fight. They're actually doing that. Yeah. Logan Paul cannot fight Mike Tyson. He no, has wait. holes in his brain. He's no, going to die. No, I um. One sec. If if you're thinking of something else, I apologize. But no, because I heard of a Mike Tyson fight that you know Mike Tyson was off and he's back again training for this fight yeah. that got offered to him, and it was going to be in September, like as in already passed. But now it's rescheduled for November. This man can. And so I'm absolutely going to be tuning into that. Of course. Are but you? <laughs> Logan Mike Paul- Tyson is training for. A fight again in November. Oh, to fight, uh, who is he fighting? Logan Paul. Yeah, he's going to fucking no, wait, murder wait, wait. him. Huh? Logan no, Paul's going to get murdered. Yeah, it's he's going to die. Roy Jones Jr. Oh. Whoops. It's the undercard. It's going to be 2020's biggest fight. The, who's the undercard? Isn't oh, that that's Logan? Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. No, you're Floyd right. Mayweather's Floyd Mayweather fighting and Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. Yeah, Logan Paul's going to die. Floyd Mayweather is going to kill him. The only way that Floyd does not kill him if his he doesn't like if he doesn't try, hit his head. Doesn't try to hit him. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're both walking away with thir- like 13 million dollars. So Yeah, but Logan Paul might be brain damaged. He is brain damaged. Fight. He's got holes in his brain. Yeah, but he might like li- physical holes in his brain. Yeah, like the do- his doctor said like you cannot fight anymore. You're going to die. You're going to suffer permanent Jeez. brain damage. Um Wait, you said at the end of the day, like they're still gonna both take home like thirteen million or some crazy number like that. That's what Nick Moss said. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because I know there's like a huge earning for the, even the loser. Do you know how much that is? I do not know. You know? Why? What is that? Tell us. Enlighten me. Oh no, I'm not sure. I was asking you, but what for the I, loser? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea, but like a fight with that, like. Why? Like, there's no other reason they'd be fighting other than money. So, there's got to be a big payout for both of them. 
Yeah, there's no way Mike Tyson or Floyd Mayweather would come out of retirement to not make just a lot to of fight money. Logan Paul. Yeah, just to do it for like that's a an embarrassment to Floyd Mayweather. It would be yes, but he's probably getting racks. Oh, of for course, this of course. Fight. But is it worth the loss of integrity to Floyd Mayweather to fight? Yes, Logan he's. Paul? That's an easy paycheck. If I was Floyd May- Mayweather, I would no brainer take that fight. All right. Yeah. Fair. It's easy. Thirteen million. And I haven't tuned into a full boxing match in a while. I remember back in Huntington when I was living in Huntington Beach. Um, I forget exactly how I went down. I think it was my my friend's dad, who's big into martial arts, was over, and we were just session. But he really wanted to watch the fight, so we tuned in for a little bit. This stuff's intense. I mean. That was my only experience watching that, but I'm definitely going to tune in to the upcoming, um, is it Roy Jones Jr. versus um, Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson. Mm. Yeah, and then... That sounds pretty epic. Yeah, I've, since quarantine started, I've been getting more and more into UFC, the Fight Island. And What's like, the Fight Island? Well, it's just like their quarantined bubble for fighting. Oh, okay. But like, I've seen like clips here and there, but I haven't watched like many full matches. The UFC is intense. Yeah. They go ham. Those guys are it's like that's real fighting. Oh yeah. Like no like no holds barred. Like they could fight to the death. Have you ever sessioned any fighting styles? Uh no. Have I you Nick Moss? No, I have not. I've what? taken a few jujitsu classes here and there, but I'm nowhere near advanced in that. Just like just like to learn the very basics. Not a but pro. I'd like to get uh I could get more into it. Yeah, that sounds could you fun. Guys? Uh, I mean, like, it could be f- a fun skill to learn. It could be a use. It would be a useful skill. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see myself getting into mixed martial arts, some form of fighting, or like a intensive class or something, mm-hmm. like a beginner's class. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my Capoeira teacher, um, and uh, if you don't know what Capoeira is, it's a it's a Brazilian. Martial arts slash dancing style that uh that they play in a game. So it's kind of com it's kind of complex, but uh well, anyway, I'll just do a brief backstory on that. So it started when African slaves um, were in Brazil. So they came up with this fighting style known as capoeira, and then when the guards would come around, they would disguise it as a dance. And what they would use to help that disguise is they would um, build what's called a hoda, um, which is like a circle of people surrounding it, like in their community, not the guards, um, that would kind of block away the guards. But in 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 the anyway, in the long run, that ended up being like you would build your hoda, and that would be your area to play the game, Capoeira. But um, anyway, what I was getting at is my my teacher in Capoeira, just like a few days ago, got his black belt in jujitsu, beginning of MMA, and I heard that takes like ten years or something crazy to get. That's congratulations to him. Oh, congratulations to him. Yes. Yeah, that would be wild. And I've seen, um, I've seen his because he like posted to the group chat video like his um, induction video, I guess. So you call it. And then also this um, this other podcaster, Lex Friedman, just got his, I guess. Or I don't know exactly when he got his, but it's like a huge deal. Apparently, they have big like ceremonies. You know, be like repping their brown belt up here. Like, what's up? Don't got that anymore, bitch. Yeah, it is a huge. I understand why they'd have huge ceremonies. It's a huge accomplishment. 
you get a black belt in jujitsu. It's well deserving. Nick Moss, what do you think about your shirt? My shirt? I like my shirt. As in, like, the band on your shirt. He's wearing a Nirvana t-shirt for all the listeners at home. I like it. I mean, I like it. It's just Name three Nirvana songs. No. That is not Smells Like I know. Teen Spirit. <laughs> I was like, should I, did, should I do no. that? No. You can't be spilling it right on the carpet. Oh, gosh. Oof. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> Wait, I don't even know if I could do this. Let me try. So, um, three that aren't. We got it. No, I could do this. Easy. Come as you are. Lithium. Hard shaped box. Cop out answers, but I'll take it. <laughs> it's all right. Nick Moss, you just failed that test, though. I am fine to fail this test. You're it's a, a class that I don't give a shit about. You're a fake Nirvana fan. I bought this at a Michaels store, an arts and crafts store. I don't give a shit. You know where? Do I you straight- recall the time where we went to Walmart around twelve? At night, oh. and we bought the matching Rand- Randy Savage T-shirts. Of course, I do. Do you still have that shirt? I do. I do as well. I have a question for both of you because I think both of you were there. Do you remember the time? Uh, I believe two springs ago, where we went to Walmart at about two in the morning, and then I busted out the melodica. And if you don't know what a melodica is, it's like a um, picture like a crossover between like a piano keyboard and like a harmonica produces kind of like the tone of a harmonica but you blow into it and play the notes on like on a keyboard and so i was sessioned one of those and the rave man was sessioning saxophone <laughs> and we were just completely danning in the middle of the night at walmart <laughs> <laughs> i do recall that <laughs> well i believe we were playing like careless whisper oh, some jingle look- bells <laughs> a little com- you know combo combo oh yeah very nice. Some nice Christmas music. Well, on that note, we've had a wonderful session tonight. Thank you for all the listeners that have tuned in. Make sure to be back next first Friday for the new podcast. And we want to wish you all a very happy first Christmas. I know it's going to be over by the time this is out, but make sure that you have a jolly first Christmas. And I'm going to leave you this with this question. What is the purpose for shoelaces? Bitch. <laughs>